people, this is Brandon with AltF4.co and today we're going to talk about uh, my absence. <laughs> um, to start this out, I'm going to be gone three of the next four weeks. And so uh, there's a couple weeks for business and a week for uh, family vacation. And so I guess what I'm trying to say or trying to announce here is that... Uh, I, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to have content uh, for the entire time that I'm gone. Certainly, I will make an effort uh, when I'm away for work. I'll have some alone time in the evenings or what have you, free time. Uh, but I will not have that time on family vacation. So I'm going to do the best I can to, to try and preload content. And maybe I will be successful. I don't know at the time I'm recording this whether I will or not, but I'm going to try. And I guess what I'm saying is don't expect perfection, right? I mean, if, if it turns out I can't get to it, I can't get to it. But you've been warned. Um, my trips here are going to be crazy, quite frankly. Um, I said I'm going to be gone three of the four weeks. That's a, that's a lot to be gone. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm getting more practice traveling now, but uh, of course I don't like it. And that reminds me of my old days when I did travel every week or a lot of weeks. Um, but in this case, I'm I'm going to be just going all around the United States. I mean, I'm just going to list out the list of states I'll be in here uh, for, for destinations or stops. All right, so I have Illinois, Indiana, Iowa. California, Nevada, Arizona, Utah, and Minnesota. And, uh, you know, there's is, there's rarely a, a night between the two, uh, for the most part, except for Minnesota, where I'm, I'm going to be three nights, four nights there. So, anyway, um, I'm going to be very busy. And that's another reason why it makes it difficult to to create content when you're on the road because if you're changing hotels it means you're clearly you're traveling and there's a there's a bit of disruption every time you check out check in right i mean it's takes a little bit of time to get settled in and get ready to go and and not want to pass out and go to sleep (laughs) um all right so uh we are going on vacation. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. And I'm gonna, I'm also going to talk about uh, some spring breaks. Because it's for spring break for my kids. I'm going to talk about spring break trips I've had. And sort of give you an idea of inspiration for what can be done uh, during a spring break. And uh, there's a reason for this trip here. So um, next year my or next i should say next school year uh which traditionally starts in september my younger son is going to be in taiwan all year so he's going to be an exchange student um that would be his junior year and then my older son that's going to be his next year is going to be his senior year and so you know realistically this is kind of our last hurrah as a family of this, uh, of the way the dynamic currently is, you know, having two minor kids living at home with two parents. 
um, because my son goes away to Taiwan. My other son will be, if he's not graduated, he'll be nearly graduated by the time uh, my younger son comes back. Uh, you know, and then he's got, he's going to have a little over a month before he's actually an adult. And then they start their own lives. Uh, so, you know, I mean, none of those details are completely settled yet, but it's highly likely that this is probably the last time things will be the way that they are. And I don't want to get, you know, overly sentimental about that, but that's the reason why we're taking this family vacation is because it's probably the last one we're going to have as it stands anyway. All right. Um, now let's talk about spring break and, and some things that I've done and some memorable things for that matter. So I think before I was in Boy Scouts, uh, I don't know that spring break was anything other than just a week off. Um, but when I got into Boy Scouts, which would be my middle school and high school years, oftentimes spring break was adventure time. Um, sometimes it boiled down to just uh, maybe a long weekend. Sometimes it there was a time or two, I think, where it was simply just a... Uh, let's go to the beach. Um, Oregon, actually, the state of Oregon has a nonprofit organization called SOLVE, which is an acronym for Stop Oregon Litter and Vandalism. And every year uh, during the spring break weekend, there's an there's a beach cleanup. So we did that. I think you know a lot of our plans as Boy Scouts and sort of roped in the beach cleanup as part of it but I think there was there was a year or two where we didn't do anything other than just go to the beach pick up trash and then come back or pick up trash spend a little bit of time at the coast like the rest of the day and come back those events are typically morning events you get there as early as you can fill up as many bags as you can and then you're done. I, I don't recall ever spending more than a couple hours doing it. So, you know, it's not a slave driving task. But anyway, so so let's talk about um, Boy Scouts in spring break. Uh, there was one trip I remember that I went on. I think it was early in my Boy Scout days where we went to Washington and we visited Ape Caves and Gifford Pinnock. Pincho National Forest, which is part of the St. Helens area. I believe I was looking at the website in preparation for this that the caves are actually closed, and I'm not sure why. Uh, supposedly they were like a mile long. I remember them being very, very long. But my point with all that is I think we spent uh, two or three days up in that area, and actually. Um, if you are, if you're in that area of Washington, you're actually in some ways closer to Astoria, which is where the Columbia comes into the Pacific ocean than, uh, like coming from this direction, just because the way the, the landmass, uh, forms Oregon, you know, take, has a, a Northern chunk there, uh, which is kind of remote and difficult to get to other than some specific highways. So um, anyway, we spent a couple days there at the caves in Washington around 
the area of Mount St. Helens. I'm trying to remember what that town's called now. It's north of Kelso. Anyway, but I also believe that we were, um, we spent some time actually in Astoria and, and the Columbia River area too. So uh, I have another memory of Boy Scout camp. Oftentimes the Boy Scout camps will rent at a discount rate to the troops to be uh, open for um, for spring break. So basically what they say is, you know, this facility is here. It's going to be basically unmanned. So you have to, you know, handle it, handle things yourselves. But if you want to stay here, uh, you know, go ahead and uh, we'll collect a fee. <laughs> we'll collect a fee for it. So um, there was one particular Boy Scout camp that's on the Oregon coast that we stayed in Adirondack, which is uh, in that vernacular, it's a three-sided structure. Basically, it's like a shed without one side and an overhang. And it rained like crazy the entire time we were there. Um, I do remember having a tarp hanging out. And we were trying to cook in a Dutch oven with charcoal. Um, we had Our meal plan was a whole chicken and some uh, potatoes and carrots and stuff thrown into a Dutch oven. And it took, I think it took like six hours to cook that thing. It just... We were drenched the whole time was my point. But, you know, it made memories. So um, then there was a year that we floated the Deschutes River. I think that was like a three-day trip. There was a friend of the troop that uh, was a river rafting guide locally. And so he multiple times um, hauled and, and guided raft trips for our troop uh in in this particular one there was a uh, river cleanup that was going on uh, on that weekend so we uh rafted the deschutes in uh some of the tamer areas but i think we had class three and class fours in some spots and we met up with a river keeper group that uh they were really enjoying their time <laughs> i think they had catered uh meals and and things like that so uh they were up late drinking and we were just uh picking up trash but anyway i do remember that um it was fun and it did rain a little bit i don't remember being soaked the entire time but you gotta you gotta remember that oregon in spring break is is more than likely gonna be wet i mean uh, we don't have dependable dry weather until um, at least on the western side of the state, we don't have dependable dry weather until, you know, I would say mid to late June, July. Usually I say July, 4th of July is sort of the time where you can say, all right, it's going to be dry for sure. Um, I think <clears throat> the, the crowning trip that we had as Boy Scouts during spring break was uh, we floated the John Day River one year. And, um, on that trip, not did, not only did we just float the river, but we also saw the painted hills and the national monument. We went to John Day where they have, um, some cultural things related to Chinese, um, labor that, that was employed to put in the railroads, uh, in the late 1800s. 
we dug for fossils. There's an area that you can behind uh, Fossil High School where you can go out there and actually just dig in a pile and pull up fossils. Um, we went to the Rajneesh Ranch. That was not really a stop on the tour, but uh, my mom wanted to see it. And you can really, you can honestly drive right up to it and come in. Um, most of what was there in the early 80s is gone now, but um, I think at that time it was called the Rainbow Ranch, and actually at that time it was it was the uh, it was the early 90s, so it was only 10 years removed from Rajneesh or less. I think it was maybe eight years removed from Rajneesh because I think that all came to fruition in like 84, 85. So uh now i i don't know where it is now i don't know if you can actually go in it i don't really remember much other than they had a big sort of dormitory there but interesting nonetheless and so um you know if all else failed like i said we we would go do litter pickup on the oregon coast so that was my boy scout years um moving on into college years um we continued with the theme of camping. I say we, my wife, my current wife, my wife, my now wife, uh, we were dating at the time of college. And so um, we were, we went hell, hell or high water. We were going to go c- camping somewhere. And if you're not from Oregon or don't understand the geography of the state, the, the western side of the state stays uh, wet and above freezing for the most part. And the eastern side of the state, which is bordered by mountain range um, stays cold but also has a lot of snow um, in most places because it's higher elevation it's typically it's 3,000 feet or above on the plateau once you get beyond the Cascade mountain range and so parks uh, for camping and recreation uh, unless you're going to camp in the snow specifically generally are seasonal once you head east from where I live. But on the coast, those stay open year-round because it's more temperate, right? And so um, we were going to school in southern Oregon, which is a more isolated portion of Oregon on the western side. I mean, it's much, much smaller than where I live now in terms of population. And so we were going to go camping like i said on the oregon coast but you got to get through some pretty pretty remote mountains so you either go way around them or um well you go way around them you don't go through them because of snow and so we spent several camping trips um getting wet and getting rained on that's the truth in a tent i can remember one the probably the first one we had rented equipment from the out what was called the outdoor program that the school had and they um they had a bunch of outdoor gear that they would if you were an active student you could rent at a pretty reasonable rate like tents and sleeping bags and they had skis and all kinds of stuff of course we're not talking about skis but anyway we we rented a tent some stuff and it just rained like crazy for days and we had a we had a tarp over our our fire pit in order to try and you know cook cook at the picnic table without getting wet and sit around the fire without getting wet. But by the time we were 
leaving, which was after three, it was three or four days, solid days of just being wet. Um, we were ready to go home, I'll say. <laughs> and so I think in those experiences, um, while, you know, I've done a lot of camping and I've done a lot of camping in all kinds of weather, particularly in that era of my life, like I had been part of Boy Scouts for years and then moving on. Um, but I think it kind of broke me in wanting to be out. I mean, at this point, since we don't have an RV, not really planning on getting an RV, I'm more of a fair weather camper at this point. I mean, I don't want to uh, brave the elements like that. I mean, clearly, if, if if that was the only choice we had, then we'd be having a different conversation. But I'm talking about an optional, you know, an op- optional recreational activity of you know, I would just as soon not camp until until July. Um, only you know, unless there's some compelling reason, like maybe uh, hunt hunting camp or fishing camp or something like that. But I haven't really done a whole lot of that, so I think you know it is what it is. All right, so after college, you know, there was no real spring break for us, so spring break breaks sort of went the wayside and then once kids came along spring break did again um i'd say at this point most of our trips have been refined uh, and uh, more upscale version of what what uh what i experienced growing up at least um i for the large majority of them they've been at beach houses and so if it rained we didn't care uh we didn't make a lot of plans so if it was nasty, we didn't go out. And if we wanted to go out, we would. If we didn't, we didn't. We were just there sort of R&R at, at a rented beach house. Some of those trips were relatively close because we only live about an hour from the coast. But also, uh, we took some trips that were near the Oregon-California border and rented a, a beach house for a week. There was a string of, I think, two or three years where we... Um, we rented beach houses way down on the Southern Oregon coast. And that's called the banana belt for those (laughs) not in the know, because not only does it not freeze, but it also gets some of that warmer California weather. And so it's not uncommon to have temperatures up in the mid sixties there. They also get a lot of rain too, but they can have some pretty nice days. So. I I remember one trip in particular where it was in the mid 60s. I also remember other trips when it was raining like crazy again. So, um I think the highlight uh, at least before this year before we take this trip of um of kids spring breaks was we did a trip one year where we drove to Port Angeles and then we caught a ferry and we rode the ferry to Victoria Island, British Columbia. And then uh, it was, I don't know, I think we were there three or four days. Um, we kind of toured around the island and saw some of the sights there was to see on British Columbia. Uh, or, sorry, Victoria Island, British Columbia. Vancouver Island, British Columbia. The city is Victoria. Beautiful place. 
uh, I, I could go back for sure, I think, and um, see more. Uh, in fact, in, even on this trip, I saw we saw a little more than we went farther north uh, than I'd ever gone in my life. I think an hour or two out of Victoria, we went kind of into the country. And so that was cool. My kids hadn't been on a ferry. Um, my wife and I hadn't been on one in a while. Or maybe we had. I don't know. We've we've had some trips to the San Juans and not not so distant past. So uh so that was a that was a highlight trip. And uh I think this year will be our finale. Like I said, we're we're driving from, from where we live to Las Vegas. We're gonna stay there on the strip. We'll stay there for two nights, but we'll really only have one day in Vegas. You know, so we'll get there, stay next day be in in vegas proper and then stay the night and then leave we're planning on stopping at the hoover dam on the way to the grand canyon we have a a stop planned at the skywalk which is on the western side of that and then from there we'll have two-ish days and three nights or no actually two nights in the grand canyon we'll be off to zion after that and then and then we're still trying to decide how to end here. Um, there's something my son wants to see on the eastern border of Oregon, which was already sort of on our way home and how we planned our route. But uh, we haven't totally decided because it almost seems like a trip in and of itself. But um, anyway, we'll see. But that's our finale for our trips. Um, so in conclusion here, I'm not... I'm definitely not looking forward to business travel. I hate it. <laughs> I can't express. And I've I've traveled a lot over the years. I mean, I've been gone for week over week. Now, I'll take that over being gone, period. But um, it's no way to live, really. Um, I'm... So, so anyway, I, I'm not going to talk about those trips. But I'm doing a lot of driving on those trips, too. In some ways, um, we'll just have to, we'll just have to see. I mean, we're driving on our vacation, so, um, so I don't know, you know, obviously from here to Las Vegas is a long way. It's 14 hours, but, um, I sort of weighed the pros and cons between flying and driving. Flying clearly would get you there earlier if you, um, if everything goes to schedule, but then, you know, you got these incidents like Southwest airlines, you know, where, I mean, I don't think that's going to happen, but it can, right. So it's more than likely going to get you there earlier, but it's also possible that, uh, it doesn't. And so, um, I guess I'm, I'm the tortoise, not the hare, right. Slow and steady wins the race. And so, uh, we're going to rent a car and drive. Um, and that gives us a little more control about when we stop and where we stop. And we were already going to have to rent a car there. So it's not like, you know, we did the, the cost and they cost about the same, the cost of renting a car for that long plus fuel versus uh, flying and renting a car. But it's, I guess to me, it's more of the control. And then we don't have to necessarily end at the same place. We have a little more freedom in terms of how we plan our trip and and stuff. So, uh, so that's the way it's going to go. 
I'm going to say, uh, as I wrap up here, most of the credit goes to my wife for these, these family trips. Probably if it wasn't up to, if it was up to me, nothing would ever happen. I mean, she's been the driver. She's been the one that, you know, I'm renting, I want to rent a beach for the, for the spring break or this trip. She was like, I think we should take a last trip with the boys. And, and so, um, I just want to say that I'm grateful for her to taking that up because, uh, if, if not, then I wouldn't have done it. So, um, you know, kudos on her for doing that. And lastly, I was just going to say that, uh, it wasn't just my intent to talk about my history of spring break trips, but hopefully to inspire you to look around. I mean, they don't have to be grandiose like we're doing um they can be picking up litter you know or they can be in your own backyard or they can be that place you've kind of wanted to go maybe it's too far or you feel like it's too far for a normal week weekend and uh you want to take an extra day to check it out you know i mean the world's your oyster i mean i'm I'm a homebody, so <laughs> that's part of the reason why I wouldn't uh, plan these things. But it's an opportunity, and especially if you have kids, that these are the times that you know we don't get back, right? Because, like I said, my I'm waxing nostalgically that my family time is just about over, and so uh, we're going to make the most of it this year. And with that, this is Brandon with Alt F4.co saying remember to end your programming and do things that matter. Mm-hmm.